the pillar that holds my life. Master Jesus, you are the Thank you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this hour. Remind us you are coming soon. Remind us you are coming soon. And grant us the grace to be ready for your coming. To be alert. Watch. Therefore, and pray always. It's what you just say. Thank you, Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning, church. Uh, a missing thing happened this morning as I was coming. I just found that after I got here, I found that I didn't even bring my notes. Praise the Lord. So I said, well, Lord, now it's going to be you preaching through my voice because I don't bring my notes. So I say, well, I remember the, the theme and I remember the one Bible verse and the other Bible verse. So I said, now Lord, you just leave it. Praise see the Lord. And I enjoy the sermons that he preached through my mouth than the word I preach. Because I always listen to my sermons. It's defined to me. It's not, we're not just talking. We're not trying to teach people. It is the Lord ministering through us. So when he speaks through my mouth, I know. And that's why I say, well, now, good, Lord, you have God to speak through my mouth. And say, I should study this way. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. There is something that I want us to be to know. There have been prophecies, prophecies concerning this country, America. Prophecies. I say prophecies, not from me. Over the years, they are not good prophecies. They are doom and gloom for this country, America. And uh, and I've seen few of those also. I saw few of those in my dreams. But we have been praying. I mean, when I say we, believers, have been praying. In Tassil, even yesterday, I knew about the, the believers that gathered at Washington, D.C. and repented for the nation. And I also participated. I, I went online because they said you can join online. And I knew the time, so I'm always connected and I joined online. Praying, repenting for the nation for the evils that have been you know, predicted, not just predicted. There have been many people that put, in, put out books, many people have talked about this. Terrible things here now for the nation America. In fact, I'm from William Braham in the 1950s that I read his book, many of some of us have read the book of William Brown, a very great evangelist in the 50s, 60s. He passed on, I think, sometime in 1965 or something. And he saw America in flames in, a, in his vision. He saw seven series of visions, and the last one he said he just had a big bang. And with that vision, he looked back and he saw, and he mentioned several cities. That was. I read those in the 1970s when I was reading the books of William Brown. Since then, others have predicted, others have predicted, others have predicted. Many people have, so there are too many things about this country that are not good and, no, they're not, they're not, their prophecies are not good. Well, they all have to do with the end times. That's why I started with, is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Now, I'm, the Lord put two on my heart that is my own dreams. I'm going to relate those two as part of this exhortation. But the, the crux of it is the harvest of the earth. Let's go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13 from verse 24. Another parable put it forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tears also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, did not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then as it tears? He said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servants said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest 
while you gather up the tears you root up also the wheat with them let both grow together until the harvest and in the time of harvest i will say to the reapers gather ye together first the tears and bind them up bind them in bundles to burn them but gather the wheat into my barn now the lord gave the meaning of that parable in verse 36 then jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came unto him saying declare unto us the parable of the tears of the field he answered and said unto them he that soweth the good seed is the son of man the field is the world the good seed are the children of the kingdom but the tears are the children of the wicked one the enemy that sowed them is the devil the harvest is the end of the world so we know we are talking about the end of the world and the reapers are the angels as therefore the tears are gathered and burned in the fire so shall it be in the end of this world the son of man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity and shall cast them into a furnace of fire there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth then shall the righteous shine forth as a son in the kingdom of their father who has ears to hear let him hear but it's good to hear just read the word of god because that is the word of our lord jesus christ himself but the summary of that is harvesting there is coming harvesting this is harvesting of the world now everything that uh, were predicted prophesied and so on so forth if you have been following books and so on you could have read the book of uh, one prophet one of these uh, ministers in the current he put in abingas you know abingas is a, it's a book that talks about many things that are signs of the the of judgment upon america and so on and so forth so that is why i said i have two dreams that i wanted to throw in here and i'm just trying to figure out but it's all summarized at the end of the world we are at the end of the world the lord is coming soon the lord jesus christ is coming soon and when i said those abingas those problems those terrible dreadful dreams dreadful prophecies about america that we all need to be familiar with i said believers have been praying we've been praying because we saw we heard we read we saw the nation we saw all these evil things going on uh, homosexuality promoted in the country and trying they're trying to spread over the world and not to talk about the abortion that many people have been talking about millions of unborn babies and god will have to judge you see and believers have been praying some people try to shy the church and the church has not stepped in and so on but uh, prayers have been going up but have we eliminated those judgments have we delayed the judgment so that's why we still have to if we saw if we see visions and dreams and these things have not changed i mean you can tell have they, have they changed the law to say there's no more abortion that has not changed or the same-sex marriage have they changed the law that have not changed so our prayer is just for, for forgive mercy forgive mercy 
if you say forgive and this man has not changed, does that mean the the judgment has been postponed? Maybe delayed, not postponed, not not cancelled. So that is why it laid upon my heart to just tell these two visions of mine, not telling of the others, the other people saw. The two I saw is what I'm going to tell. And they are specific to specific series. And that is what I, let me give you one. This one terrified me. This is something I saw not just yesterday. I saw this one in the 1990s. But he said, we don't know when these things are going to take place. That to be good. But that's why we want to walk with the Lord. If you are a believer, you want to be listening to the Holy Ghost. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This particular one, I found myself in this vision sitting in, a, in an office that looked like a almost like 10 story building, 20 story building and you know you have to think of those that it looks like high rising buildings like that are always in big cities like New York City and I was somewhere in one of these offices as if I was one of the employees but I sat down and I could hear in this section some people that are well dressed men, they were discussing what looked like a monetary things, monetary systems. So I think these are international monetary businesses. So like IMF, International Monetary Fund. This is the type of discussion I was hearing over there. People talking like they were doing their work. And I, so I just pinpointed that this has to be some international monetary bank or monetary system or trade center things. And while I was seated, one man that looked like a Middle Easterner when I say Middle Eastern, you look more like an Arab, Iranian, you know, those type of people. You can know they are not pure white, neither are they black, but they are Middle Easterners. This man came in with a, a keg. You know what you call this? Uh, if you, you remember the thing that you have under your sink, if you have this uh, osmosis water, that, that little bottle that looked like a circular. It brought something like that in, and it was pressurized. Keg, I call it keg, bottle. Then he brought out what we call in the physics lab, Gehiga counter. I don't know, many people may know what is Gehiga counter. We use that for monitoring radiation. So he pulled that one out. I knew that because I was a physicist. So he pulled it out and he turned it on and he monitored the radiation coming from that uh, bottle that he brought in. And he brought it into that same floor where I was sitting. Made me to think, I thought it was mostly an employee there or something like that. And it sat about two rows in front of me, pulled that in and tested and said, yeah, it's, it's radiating. And then he brought out a no, cigarette lighter. When he brought out the cigarette lighter, that's when I said, what is he trying to do? And he lighted it in, there was a big blast. Everything disappeared in that vision. Everything just disappeared like miles. And I woke up. That was 1990s. I can't remember. I have to shake my. I can put it on my website. But that tells me, when I woke up, that tells me that was a nuclear blast. Nuclear blast. And that was a big city with high rising buildings. And I prayed. We've been praying. We've talked about it. We've prayed about it. We've talked about it. We've prayed about it. But see, that was a long time ago. But see, those are the things that other people have prophesied. After that, I've heard other people prophesied of things like this may happen in this country. 
Over the years, when the Soviet Union broke apart, many of you that are watching the, the prophecies, when the Soviet Union broke apart in 1989 and so on, all the nuclear apparatus that they actually have manufactured and they told the world that they have briefcase size nuclear weapons, briefcase, as it to be in a briefcase that they can carry and and then they can explode it. And they are they said they manufacture about twenty something of them. But when the when they broke apart, when the Soviet Union broke apart, the countries that were all separating from them, so Russia tried to keep those twenty-five of those. But according to the report, I read this thing, and some of these people came by and tried to warn America. Because that that's all the time I acquired that was was uh, uh, hungry about it. They said they have they couldn't they couldn't account for about five of those things, which means some people stole it. And you know when they steal some of these things, they will be trying to sell it to whoever the export the extremists, the the rogue nations like Iran, like all those people, and all the acquirers they could they have money. I said they might try to sell it to all these uh, terrorists. So they warned America then, I was reading it in the news, you know, that they warned America that we've, we couldn't account for about five. So America should be careful. And they, that's when they announced that they, and there was one minister, he's passed on right now, he was from that Soviet Union, he was a minister of the gospel, he called him a prophet. He came in, if you have Google his, his name, his name is uh, Demetrius. Why? Because I was following the prophecies in those days. Demetrius did the most. He went with the prophecy clubs. They have a prophecy club where they do conferences. And he warned them that he was aware of it, that you are Russia or Soviet Union you know, they were looking for cities where they could hide those portable nuclear blasts, nuclear weapons. They were trying to hide it in some cities in America, waiting for the right time when they are going to use it. That was what the man told them in the prophecy clubs in the 19, up to, I think he died in 2005 or something like that. He died in America. He actually ex, you know, ran away from Russia and came over to America and he was a Christian and he warned them. But see, nobody was, people were just talking about it in the prophecy circles. The government, perhaps, they hear about those things. What will they do? How will they look at those things? But that vision, when I heard that, I said, that may be the type of thing that was symbolized to me like a bottle, pressurized bottle that this man ignited in that vision. But that makes me say, watch and pray. That's what we believe I can do. Watch and pray. We say, well, gee, is it going to be New York? We don't know. Could it any, any high-rising building could be? And most of those places, that's where you have business. That's a 20 story building. There are many of them in, uh, in uh, New York. Of course, you know, things already happened in New York too. Why took care? In 2001, there was this 9 uh, 11, which was symbolized in another vision, which we couldn't, I couldn't understand that. I just saw flying in the vision because I saw you playing in the vision, but I didn't know what it meant. And then it happened, we all know that one. But this one has never happened. And it made me to keep saying, Lord, let's pray that this will not happen while the saints are still here. Because there are many believers in New York, and we have people, some of our own children living in New York City. 
I would, I the same thing we all know about the provinces about California and all sorts of things. I would rather not leave there. I can visit. Believing God, when I'm here one week, I will be gone, and that nothing will happen on that one week. But if I'm resident there, that's only one week thing. So you don't know when this thing will happen. So that is why I say, watch and pray. It's the only thing we can say about that. But that was that. The second vision was about many years later. See, why, I'm, why, why the Lord made me to bring this is because it's part of his coming soon. It's part of the Lord's coming because these judgments, they are part of the judgment for the end of the world. And if the Lord has been knocking on our door and saying, get ready, get ready, get ready, we better get ready. One of the getting ready, we believers, is that we should keep our house together individually and keep looking up because it's coming soon. You see? Because if you are not one of those that he's going to take into his barn, like he said in this chapter, where I'm going to fall, before I go to the next vision, let's talk, go to Revelation chapter 14. Because we say this is the harvesting of the world. Revelation chapter 14 is where you see the harvest. From verse 1. When in Israel, when they want to do harvesting, the first thing they do when you plant your corn, the corn is growing, there will be some corn that are shooting up first and they are called the first fruits. And then the, there is a law about the first fruit. The farmer has to go in there and take all those first fruits harvest and take them out of the field. If you don't take them out, they will overgrow also and perhaps fall down. So they take them out, that belongs to God. They take them and give it to the, to the temple. Then, maybe a month or so later, or whatever time they schedule, according to the, to the harvesters, they go to the field and harvest all the crops. That is the general harvest. Now, this is what you see in Revelation chapter 14. And I looked, verse 1, and look, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him, an hundred forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. Verse 2, and I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sang, as it were, a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. Now listen to this, verse 4. To, 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 verse 4, yeah. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Now, that is the law of the first fruits. God has to get the first fruits out of the earth first. But in the same chapter 14, you see the general harvest. Start from verse 14. Verse 14. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, 
Trust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud, trusting his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. So that is the general harvest. The earth was reaped. Now go to the next verse. It's going to be the harvesting of the wicked people also. And you see that in the next verse, verse 17. Another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven. He also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Trust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for our grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city and blood came out of the winepress even unto the horse bridles by the space of a thousand and six hundred fullers. So we can see that was symbolized with Matthew chapter 13. We said, he said, gather the tears and bond them for burning. They gather the wheat into my bank. So those are two harvests that were taking place at this end of the world. All this destruction that we are hearing being prophesied, they are part of the ending of all things. They are part of the ending of all things. So that's why it is pertinent to say it's coming soon. But we got to be ready. Now, that was the, I said that was the vision that I saw that Make me to say, could it be New York? Could it be any city? Wherever they are, I would say, the enemy has been targeting this country because you can, you know, you can look at the world news and see Iran still wanting to retaliate because um, this early American, they, they killed one of the, assassinated one of their great generals. They are still want to retaliate. The extremists, the whatever all of them I see are called, they are still in the locks and corners. You know? They are still locking at the corner. If they get their hand on all those terrible things, they want to use it. If they already got it, they want to find a place to hit America hard. So we know all those things are there. And the government is trying their best to protect. The government is trying their best to protect. Say because, but the Bible says, except the Lord watch over the city, the watchmen are wicked, are wicked in vain. So that is why it is the people of God praying, but us is still delaying all these eventualities. Delaying all these eventualities. This second one is also around the same time, maybe some months, some years after the first one that I saw. But this time, I was in this vision, and I passed through a street where I could, when I woke up, I tried to find there. We don't, in Phoenix, I, I looked at the that was where I was living, but it was not this city, Phoenix. But see, I saw on the street, K Street, K, letter K, Street, M Street. That is the way they number the streets in that particular city. L, M. Over here, we have first street, second street, second street, and so then, then we have names also. And in this city, I saw L Street, L, letter L, M Street, letter M, K Street at the intersection, and then a big high-rising building, 
Somebody came down from that high-rising building. That was how it was depicted. This is our symbol, you have to remember. Somebody came down from that high-rising building, almost like a, an officer, came down and came out of the building on the street and was, you know, this uh, spray, this type of spray that everybody used in the house, that was what was symbolized, that he was spraying something in the air. Everybody started running. Everybody started, I started running. I mean, running away from this thing. He was just spraying something in the air. And I was running north. I mean, to me, it looked to me like I was running from downtown Phoenix. And I was leaving north. I ran, 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 ran. Everybody was running until I got home. When I got to my home, that's when I woke up. I thought L Street, M Street, K Street. I thank God we don't number our street like that here. Then I searched which city will they number L Street, M Street, K Street, the letters. Later I realized that what city this year after that? Go search it. You have K Street, you have M Street, letter M, letter A, letter K. So that's why I said that's another vision. But what was that? It was spraying here. That is simply talking about what? Chemical weapon. Chemical. Because spray is just chemical also. But people are running because it's going to keep people smelling, breathing the diagnosis, they're going to be affected. And you have seen some of those things. People are trying to send letters to the White House that has some powder inside it. So all of, all of those things are chemical, no? chemical powder. But that was a vision that I saw in those days and I never knew what. When will this happen? It makes me to say, watch and pray. Watching also means keep your eyes open. Know where you want to go and let the Lord be leading you. Let the Lord guide you. And I'll go again to Luke chapter 16. For we that are believers, you should be just looking unto Jesus. Be led by the Spirit of God. This is for us. Luke chapter 16, verse 19. I'm going to read this story that the Lord Jesus Christ gave. A parable of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because even if people die in this place, even if people die, anybody that dies, you either go to a place, heaven or hell. But if you are going to heaven, you are going to a better place. You know that. But actually, there are some people that are listening online. They don't even believe all these things. They just turn on and saw another church talking. But maybe you are caught by the father. He's talking about prophecy. That perhaps you have heard about that things, terrible things may happen. If no terrible things may happen in California, the West Coast, even people in Seattle were preparing for this in Seattle. Because I saw in, on the internet, we were preparing for the, uh, there could be a serious, earthquake that could because some scientists have gone down to the coast and saw that timeline 300 year circle of earthquakes the first one that they were able to see they were able to see that the at the at the beach among this malice archaeologists or the fire scientists i went there and and i saw that i read about that and i saw the the, the report of this guy he said they are due for another one see like a 300 year circle before there was america it happened. They said there was nobody here, but they were able to trace that when the earthquake occurred, it it in the underground, it causes uh, what we call a tsunami, and they were able to trace back that 300 years ago it happened. 
And the tsunami went all the way to Japan. And then they went to, of course, Japan has been long before 300 years, so they were able to find that in the archives of the record of Japan, that they reported a flood that was, that was what the researchers found out, that that flood was actually the tsunami that came when there was no American people here, but this, it, there was an earthquake under the ground that makes tsunami went all the way to, Canada, to Japan. So now the man that went and did this research said, <laughs> Because they could see it's a layers, you know, they use layers of soil to say this is when it happened. Another one happened about this time, another one about this time, and it's like a 300 year circle. And then say it's due for another 300 years, it's past 300, it's due anytime now. That was why Seattle had been preparing. They were preparing to go and look at it, the searches on the, on the internet, they prepare for uh, emergencies in case of this thing. Because if the earthquake occurred, it could be tsunami this way. Could also be the summit back this way, depending on whatever is going to happen. So that was why they were preparing for this. So we know that all those things were part of the signs of the end of the talk of the ones the other prophets saw that said he saw California sleep under the sea. And another man had a vision like that in the 1910, 1950, 1900, that said he, you can also Google that on the on the internet. This man had a, he fell down from a horse and went to a coma. And when he came out of coma, he was seen things and that was the one that he reported it in those days and he said he saw west coast just buried under ocean and he described that people in that generation this was when he was still riding horses he said he saw people in that one he thought he thought he was in that generation but that generation were they were dressing funny compared to 1917 when he was talking about and he saw different things you have to read it yourself to see but it looked like end of the world that he was describing so that was all of those things but see why i said those are all part of the signs of the end part of the thing that is going to judge this world if somebody dies if you are in christ you go to heaven the Christ gave us because people don't believe. The world is full of people that don't believe there's any heaven or hell. Let's read what the logical says. Luke chapter 16, verse 19. There was a certain rich man. When the Lord used certain, that means he knows what he's talking about. This is real. There was a certain rich man. Which was clothed in purple and fine linen, fear sumptuously every day. And verse 20. And there was a certain beggar. I will give a name to this beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Now, the beggar's body most likely was dumped somewhere in the trash among the paupers. But the real you is your spirit and soul. And that goes somewhere. And the Bible says angels carry his spirit and soul to paradise where he was at Abraham's bosom. If somebody is dead and you poke this person, he couldn't feel anything anymore because that's just the clothes you are wearing. If you don't believe it, 
go to the mortuary and poke some of those people, you see they can't feel that because the real sense is in your soul and your spirit. And that goes out and they're taken to other heaven, paradise or hell. There is heaven and there is hell. Many have come back to testify about it. Many. God is allowing people to come back and testify about it right now. To even show it, God gave the name Lazarus. Because in, this, in the time the logical was preaching, he was going to raise another Lazarus for them. But a man named Lazarus, he purposely waited in John chapter 11 for his friend Lazarus that was sick. He didn't do anything. He stayed away until Lazarus was dead for four days and buried in the grave for four days. Then the Lord came and raised, called Lazarus back. So that what the story that the logical was talking about here in this chapter, where Abraham was telling this rich man, let's read it. Let's read this on. Abraham was telling the rich man because the rich man was pleading. In verse 23, the rich man said, And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. How did he know it? That was Abraham. When you are in the spirit, you just know. And he cried and said, Father, Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in these flames. But Abraham said, Son, that was the first thing that amazed me. He called him Son. There will be some sons of Abraham in here. That should make you to tremble. Sons of Abraham. There will be some sons. And Abraham did not even disown him. He said, son. But he cannot help him this time. So that's why you better do this thing right. If you follow the Lord Jesus Christ, follow him right. Because there will be some sons. Many people have witnessed some testimonies where people said they even saw some pastors in here crying on for mercy because of what they did on that. So, but they say they accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Bible says they don't forgive all those things that are necessary. They may find themselves in hell. But see, Abraham called this man, he said, Son, remember. Now you see, which means all your senses will still be active. He could, he could remember that he was once rich. He could remember that he is no more on earth. He remember that. It's not like a dream. You no, know, when you are in a dream, you are in a vision, you don't really remember. Until you wake up, you oh, it's a dream. But when people are dead, they know they are dead. Because the, everything goes with the man, with the spirit and his soul, goes with him to wherever he's going. So that's why Abraham said, remember. That thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things, and likewise Lazarus, evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. Now, that was, by the way, because it's not automatic that all rich people will go to hell. No, because Abraham that he was talking to was a very rich man. Remember that, that's listening to me on the, online. It's not your riches that's going to send you there. It is what you do with your riches. Whether you fear God and you follow the Lord Jesus Christ. 
or you don't know, you just live for yourself. Now, Lazarus, it's not automatic also that all the poor people is going to heaven. No, sir. No, sir. You've got to come to Christ and receive him as your Lord and Savior, even though you suffer in this world, but you don't want to go to the other side and suffer again. You don't want to go to the other side and suffer again. I was in the Phoenix Street here, somewhere in one of these front, and I saw a homeless man pushing a, a shopping cart where all the goodies that he has left, all his properties were in that shopping cart. You know, you can see them on the street. They are homeless because of what they are pushing. And that's all they have left. And they are sleeping under the bridge. And I tried to walk to this man to give him some hope. Try to witness to him. But I just tried to give him hope. Oh, how are you? And I started talking. When I mentioned God, he said, Don't talk to me about God. And he walked away. The Lord, the Lord said, Here, you see that? That was a homeless, poor, has nothing left. And he didn't want to hear anything about God. Well, maybe he thought God was his problem. Or God, we may say maybe that man was just crazy. Some are not really crazy, they're just on drugs. Okay. But he said, Don't talk to me about God. And he walked away. And God said, You see, it's not, oh, it's not a poverty going to take you to heaven. You've got to still accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and repent from your sins. Like this Lazarus, he was taken to Abraham's bosom. Now, let's go on because the story gets better. Verse 26, and beside all this, now this is the point, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which will pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that will come from thence. So there's no way they can help him. Next verse. Verse 27. Now he is going to become evangelistic. He wanted to preach for his brothers that had, maybe he didn't even help those brothers when he was living. Now he realized that where even though they are his enemies, he didn't, want, he didn't wish this for them. You won't wish hell for your enemy if you know what hell is. So he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that I will send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Yeah, he's being evangelistic now. Verse 29. Abraham said unto him, Oh, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. That is the message to every one of human beings. They have Moses and the prophets. They have preachers on us that are preaching this gospel. If they won't hear the preachers, there's nothing anybody can do. And this man said, No, Father Abraham. Nay, Father Abraham. But if one will come to them from the, let me see what is it, the next verse, verse 30, give me verse 40, nay Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent, well that is what he thought, one go to them from the dead, now you think about yourself, suppose you are the one, somebody knock on your door, 
and say, oh, it's Lazarus that died. You remember Lazarus? You say, oh, prove to me that you are Lazarus that died. They will not believe. They still will not believe. And Abraham told him that. He said they will repent. Abraham said, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. That is the sad part. They will not be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Now we are seeing testimonies and testimonies of people that have gone to the other side and come back. Go, go Google it on YouTube. You will see several of them on YouTube that they give their testimony. How they saw hell, how they even saw heaven, and God allowed them to come back to tell so that people can amend your ways. But some of the people that will not repent, we still will not repent. It's very important. But why are we sharing this when we say the Lord is coming soon? Most, more or less to make the people that are listening online to know that the Lord is coming soon, there will be hell and there will be heaven. And like he said in the first part that we read, so that we gather the wheat into my barn. But the tears, who are the tears? He said, the children of the wicked one, those who refuse to accept Christ, those who refuse to repent, he said they will be bundled together for burning. Now, we read in the, in the book of Revelation that we said, a Bala them and pour them into the wine press of the wrath of God where there was trampling. That is so in, talking about what warfare. That was how God is going to first destroy the masses. And now there will be massive warfare toward world war. Nuclear blast. So what we are talking about, the vision I saw, uh, nuclear, those are all just preliminary things. Preliminary. Preliminary. Because somebody blows something in one city, maybe it will destroy a whole city. One single bomb destroyed Nagasaki in the Second World War. Another small bomb destroyed Okinawa in the Second World War. They have big, big ones right now that could destroy more than just one city. Okay. But see, if that happened in one city, there will be retaliation. Also, whoever is left in the country will try to retaliate. See? So, but God is saying, bundle them for burning. So you can say that's part of the end time things. It's going to bundle them for burning. Because there will be a world war where the third world war will almost wipe the whole world. He said, if the days were not shortened, no flesh will be saved. But for the elect's sake, the days shall be shortened. Who are the elect? Believers. That tells you there will still be some believers left on this earth. Everybody's thinking the rapture should take place before all these things take place. We don't know. Will the rapture take place before all these terrible things occur? We don't know. Then we keep looking up, keep looking at Jesus. Because this is the final thing saying Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21, verse 36. Will the rapture take place before all these terrible things happen? Look at the coronavirus that is worldwide. We assume that before there is third world war. We assume, it's assumption, believing that well, maybe before that happened, the rapture will have taken place, which is the harvesting, the general harvest. Now, Luke chapter 21, verse 36 says, Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. I hope I'm not lost you. Uh, this message is not to put fear in us that hey, the world will be burned. If you are a believer, you should be looking up. Say, when you see all these things, look up. Lift up your head for your redemption draweth nine. So we have not come here to stay. Remember that. When when we when we preach some of these things and younger people think, gee, I want to go to college, I want to marry, I want to become somebody before we were thinking like that too when we were growing up. May the world not end in our time. That was the ten year old prayer we were praying. May the world not end in our time. See, but when maybe after you have become a retired person, you don't really care whether you end your time because you want the Lord to come. You see. But we know the world we have to end. How many things the world will never end? It has to end because the Bible says it will. Because the kingdom of God has to come. He has to come and establish a new kingdom on this earth. And people were born in the days of Noah. They were coming and going. The world will still go on. The world will continue. That's why he said, occupy till I come. But keep your eyes up looking unto Jesus. Keep looking unto Jesus. Whether you come while you are 10 year old or you are 20 year old, but if you are with Jesus, your heart is with the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be one of them that he will protect. In the Bible it says, some will disappear. In the book of Revelation chapter 12, some will be protected in the wilderness. Some may have to be persecuted. But in the end, before God poured the wrath of God upon the wall and destroyed masses where he said, the kingdom of God will now come down and take over this planet earth. Before that takes place, there will be a general rapture before he will pour the rod in chapter 16 of the book of Revelation. I'm not going to that to point that one in the Bible. But I'm just trying to make it to see if you are a believer, keep your eyes looking up and repent from your sins of course. Shake yourself and make sure I am right with the Lord. If he comes today, I am ready. If he's not ready, it's not coming yet, I want also to be listening to him. Because as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I don't want to be in the place where they are destroying a building in a bomb blast when that is not the the end of the world yet. I don't want to be in a place where they are blowing the, the, the city. When I'm being led by the Spirit, I want to get out of that city. See? That is why you have to be led by the Spirit as a believer. Remember the story of Abraham and uh, when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? Abraham was pleading for his, his nephew Lot. So if you can find 10 people in that city, won't you spare the city? Because yeah, if I can find 10 people, I will spare the city. But now God is not looking at 10 because you're going to say, well, if God has 10 in New York, maybe it will never happen. Or if God has 10 in Washington, D.C., there will be more than 10. We all know there are thousands of people that are believers. But see, who is pleading with God right now and saying, you, please, maybe you can find 10 in this city? Sodom and Gomorrah, we are talking about a small place compared to all these big cities in the world now. So if God is going to use that, he's going to be looking for 10 times, perhaps 1,000. Because of the size of all these big cities. So what I'm trying to say is that I want to be led by the Spirit of God to avoid trouble when it is not rapture yet. When it is not the, the judgment of, uh, of the world yet. So keep your eye. That's why he said, watch and Pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, if you are listening online, 
you are not even a believer, or you have not given your life to Christ, or anybody here that you have not really committed your life to Christ, it is time for you to say, get serious with the Lord and say, I want to pray. I want you to pray for me, preacher. I want to pray for me that I want to get serious. I want to, I want to be committed to Christ so that when it comes, I'll be one of them to go in the rapture. Raise up your hands if you want to pray for you right now. If you are online, just stand up in your room there and just let's pray together. I'm going to pray for you. And if you are over here, you have not committed your life to Christ. This thing is a serious matter. That's why we read about heaven and hell. Even if people die in a blast, if they are believers, they are going to a better place. But if they are not believers, it's a end of end. They are going to a worse place than this earth. So, let's pray. If you want Christ to come into your heart, just stand up and talk to Jesus. And the rest of the congregation can stand up right now. But if you want Jesus to come into your heart, just say it after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I confess you died for me on the cross. I confess you as Lord. Save me from this destruction that's coming upon the world. And I belong to you right now from Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, I pray for all those that are listening. Let your name, Lord God, be named upon them. And give them the desire to move up higher, to move closer to you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Remember, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. With joy we welcome his returning. It be morning, it